Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Top of the table, two points clear. Evening, gentlemen. Um, Pete, excited times because um, Spencer's back. He's uh, he's kind of recovered from uh, COVID-ish and now he's uh, had to isolate again because of moronic variant and... Gina sitting next to someone with moronic variant or something. So, but uh, Spencer, you managed to catch one one game this month, didn't you? <laughs> yes, it's one better than none. And you saw some goals, but uh, we'll get onto that later. But um, back on the uh, panel for the first time, and God knows, got over years, Stuart Evans. I think he missed being part of the podcast team, so he was knocking at my door yesterday morning at five a.m. begging to like be let back on. Though uh, we had to oblige, didn't we, gents? I, did, I don't think he was that desperate. No, no, no. no I, don't right. even know where, I don't even know where you live, James. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, that wasn't you at 5am. God, I must get a CCTV camera no. still then. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, maybe, maybe it was Pete in his drunken state after an all-weekend bender or something like that, eh? Or was that you, Pete? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you, have you been, have you, Well, saying that, because Spencer's been off with his COVID, you, you haven't had your drinking, buddy, so you, you haven't been uh, having someone to watch, you, watch your back, have you, at the moment? Uh, no, I've, I've, I've missed I've missed Spence, but I have actually. Um... <laughs> oh, that's nice. Whenever I'm away, you never say you miss me, but you say you miss no, Spence. I never miss you. I have to put up with you on commentary. It's bad yeah. enough. Yeah, um, I, have, I have had a couple of evenings with some of the players, so that's been quite nice. <laughs> He's been hanging out in Manuka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From 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 uh, from from the Burlington to Manuka, yeah, yeah. Pizza, and the la- yeah. and the and the last melon. Don't forget the last melon. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> oh, oh, and with with Adam and Adam at the castle. 
That was quite an interesting evening. After oh, look, here it goes. We're, we're not even two minutes into the podcast. He's already name dropping. Like, and Stu, so you're going to have to sort him out. Hey, he's, uh, I just let him get on with it, mate. He's trying to pretend he's 25 again, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Fifth, uh, to be fair, he's got more of a social life than me, mate. So yeah, and, and, and me as well, to be fair. <laughs> like, in a jet lag state that I always am in. Um, He'll be buying a convertible next. Oh, he's yeah. already, yeah, well, once his Merc's gone, I mean, he's going to get his Netflix night crisis, or is it an Audi TT? Would that be EPC Pete TT? The awkward silence and laugh there makes me think that he's actually considered getting an Audi TT. He's already ordered one. You know, it's like I'll probably end up with a hairdresser's car as some sort of per- Audi TT. Little, little Peugeot. Little Peugeot yeah, those little convertibles. Um, Pete, I, I've got, um, I think I won this month's prediction because although we didn't play as many league games because of our progress in the trophy, I said, you said as usual, we'll win everything. But we obviously sadly dropped points to Cheshire. So does that mean I'm this month's winner or not? Or is it null and voided like everything else is normally? Yeah, we're just null and void it. We'll run through the game shortly, but I think what we need to touch on started because what we ended last podcast with was Stu talking about, because if you remember right, rightly, we've, we recorded the podcast to be released on the night of the FA Youth game, but we'd already recorded it before. And also we know the guys have gone out of the FA Youth Cup, but Stu, um, the game against Charlton Athletic was... Um, Great, I think it was a, the boys could be proud of that, and uh, you must have been very proud as one of the coaches for the youth set up there, yeah, 100%. Mate, yeah, the boys did very well. Um, I'm trying to think back to it now, mate, lots happened since then. It was but three, yeah, three one, maybe, wasn't it? Was it three one? Three one, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the boys did, mate, the boys did awesome. Um, I think it's the same old scenario from memory in terms of what it's been for the last few weeks where we missed a couple of chances early doors to, to go oh, one up to literally up. straight away, wasn't it? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. How, how did they not go in? Yeah, ex- exactly. But it's it's um it's the same story for the last two games with us as well, the first team. So, yeah, I, I, the boys are doing really well, mate, really well. Went to was part of set up on Monday night, Eastbourne Borough, um, beat them for uh, 4-2, I believe. Um, we're 2-0 down at half-time. Um, I've got a really bad memory when it comes to games, even though it's only a couple <laughs> of days ago. Um, so, so, yeah, and, and, yeah, we're 2-0 down at half-time, came back. So, yeah, they're top of the league by some points at the moment as well. So, the, 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 the 18s are do, flying, absolutely flying at the moment um and uh yeah fair play to them mate um fair play well as we always say it's the, the future of the club so when we're seeing results coming out like that and we're drawing decent crowds i i think we got 600 or that that game against um charlton athletic was it roughly mm. around there and to see them being able to draw that amount and actually watch a really enjoyable game of football where at some stage as you say i think we we're unlucky not to not to take anything from the game um i mean charlton must have been quite pleasantly surprised yeah, I, I wasn't too involved with talking to the. Ch- I don't like talking to opposition coaches at the end of the game, so I just get crack on and and, and get no. stuff done. But um, yeah, from from what Nathan Hinch been telling me, they were obviously very yeah surprised at what we what we were about. And, mm. and there's, there's not many teams out there that have go out there with would go out there with the. Um, the passion and, and and being brave on the football and, and wanting to take the game to chart and I think a lot of the boys yeah. a lot of th- a lot of teams would sink back and be a bit kind of nervous going forward and maybe let the occasion get to them a bit and I don't think our boys did I think they did themselves uh, really really proud in terms yeah. of uh, how we always play on the on the front foot take the game to them nice and brave on the ball and yeah I've, I've, I've a testament to Nathan to, yeah. to get them to, to play that way because it'd be easy for any team to to change their style against a, a higher um ranked team whether it was yeah. sit back to a four at the back or you know what I mean change shape altogether and I, we just didn't we just didn't do that we just we stayed true to what we believe in and 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 set the game to them really yeah. it's just fair play to them and if they've got those early two goals or even one goals the I think the game complexity would have completely changed 
yeah, I've I've said that a lot over the last two or three yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, but to be honest, as 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 we all know here, like you know, Charlton is my other team, the other team that uh, I, a boyhood club that I supported. Um, I have to say also, it's uh, Marcus and Steve Hoare who sadly obviously passed away a couple of months ago now. But one thing I have to give a shout out to Charlton is when they donated that Charlton shirt with his name on the back. I thought that was a really lovely touch to Marcus, and I know Marcus was very touched by that. Yeah, mate, honestly, I, I'm gutted that Steve didn't get the chance to uh, to see Charlton coming. Yeah, I think Marcus was quite emotional that night because he'd always said to his, him and his dad that he'd love to see Charlton at Woodside. And, uh, you know, sadly, his dad weren't there to see it with him. But I'm sure he was looking down at it from above and he was enjoying what he saw because the boys did him proud and, you know, Charlton to do that. And Marcus was telling me uh, actually at the um, uh, Seaford game that he didn't even know that was happening so whoever sorted that out for him like you know fair play and thank you because it meant a lot to uh, a club stalwart and obviously a memory of his dad so you know good on you Charlton I think we can all say and agree with that mm-hmm. definitely yeah. but going on to um, the men's team now um, it's been a brilliant month a little bit of a hiccup towards the end but only a little hiccup um, we're still top of the league with two points clear um, we've got two games in hand over third place. So, you know, we could extend that. It's us and Enfield right up there at the top. Um, gents, thoughts? I mean, Spencer, sitting from the, the living room, really, um, which you've been sort of accustomed to this past month, um, must have been quite a nice surprise to sort of see us doing so well. And, you know, maybe you need to stay away, mate. I'm not, I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying anything, but... I, I was a bit worried that, yeah, no one, no one would want to see me back. And, yeah. Uh... It's lucky we did win the uh, the Seaford game that I did come on. So it would have yeah. been like, it was a bit yeah. a bit iffy at first, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's been no, it's been been a brilliant month. It's been a busy month. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of games in the last month. You know, and it's a busy period. You know, November, you know, November into Christmas, New Year. Yeah, hey, tell me, obviously, games, you you. Um, you... You've suffered you know, with it's the a COVID. key part of the yeah. season. You've suffered with the COVID, Spence, and obviously been you know at home R and R and resting, recuperating. Um, have you missed? Like, has there been a real urge? I mean, I know you've been really under the weather, but have you really missed the buzz of getting up on a Saturday and Gina yeah, kicking you course. out? I bet Gina's <laughs> missed it as well because she can kick you out of the house for a few hours, can't she? Peace and quiet. But yeah, yeah. no, obviously you miss, you know, you miss, you miss seeing the football, yeah. the atmosphere, missing your mates. But to be mm. fair, I <laughs> just stuck in bed and literally just can't, you know, you, you, there's not much you could do and yeah to be to be to be absolutely honest answer I was completely out of it for probably two weeks I mean like out of it so um you know that's that but you know the the you know the results have been fantastic so you say it's been the odd the odd hiccup um you know never wrap the trophy but mm. I'd rather go up and have a great great league campaign yeah um you know we've we've got some good results against some, some decent teams it's great to see you know it's a real team effort you know we've got goals assists coming from 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 all angles you know we're not reliant on one or two players which is the impression I get from other teams so you know we've I know we've got Ollie's banged in a few but you know goal, goals are coming from from all over the pitch so uh yeah it's really encouraging yeah and Pete um you've missed a game what what game. what is going on a competitive fixture. Uh, excuses. Is that because you were dancing too hard at the Funky Turtle, whatever it's called, or the, like whatever it's called in Worthing? The Last Willow. That's it. <laughs> I knew it had some weird name. Is that because you and Jasper were break dancing on the dance floor? That's why Jasper's out injured now as well. 
No, Jasper couldn't go that night because uh, <laughs> he 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 got injured at the game. Yeah, so. that was the game. Um, yeah. but uh, Pete, I mean, coming obviously view from the commentary booth. Um, a strong, strong month, uh, one that we can look back on. And again, we've played some top teams and got some good results. And we're at the top by two and you couldn't ask for anything more. And if we can stay like that by the end of December, we'll be very happy Rebels. Yeah, as I've said, you know, there's not there's not one game, uh, even with the two defeats, neither of those defeats were, were Rovensid, in my opinion. Dorkin just had that extra bit of quality in the final third. Um, Cheson didn't have it. I don't think. I think they they, they got fortunate. Um, mm. Jesse Starkey tried to play a pass on the edge of his box and it caught the mm. um, forward's foot and fell straight to the path of, I can't remember his name, and he slammed it in the net for 2-1. And then it was all Worthing second half. Aaron Racine's head wasn't working. He must have had... No, hit the post, three, three went good, wide, yeah. yeah. Yeah, must have had three, three good chances and other, other chances that went across the box. And yeah, it was... There's nothing to be negative about. No, it. no, not at all. No, it's that, it's that nerve, it's that nervy thing about playing out the back. I always get so nervous on a commentary, and you just sit there laughing. But you know, yeah, it was that it, mistake. It, 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 you know, that, that's that's the way Adam sets the team up. It's the way Adam likes to play the game, uh, to play football. And you know, if fans are going to moan about it, I think they're watching the wrong mm. team. You know, if you want to go and see a team that lumps it straight up to the front men and it's ugly. And mm. go and do go and do that. You know, we're going to see goals from times. There's going to be mistakes at the back, but you know, it's it's the way we set up. Mm-hmm. I I prefer the attractive football we play, the attractive attacking but, football, and I wouldn't change it for anything. But when 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 your opposition apparently got ten players beyond the ball, you need to try and draw them out. You can hoof the ball up; it's just going to come straight back. <clears throat> yeah, you're very yeah. right. You're very right. Well, we started the um, month off in uh, Wingate, a very <laughs> very very cold. November night, Pete and I in uh, North London, uh, a good 2-1 victory. Um, I was frozen to the bone. I think that's the time I decided to go and get some thermal uh, trousers after the game because uh, I think it's got to that point now where I've forgotten how cold it gets over the winter because we haven't really had winter football for, well, o- over a year, nearly two years now, have we? No, that's a very good point because I, yeah. I, I, I popped to the academy this afternoon Um and uh, uh, yeah, I was absolutely freezing, and I was got like, oh, I can't, I couldn't remember <laughs> the guy how cold he was. And we could, we could see Stuart's out now, isn't it? Walking around in the cold at Woodside. Yeah, I even think Stu was. Uh, That's the one, I remember, I remember speaking to him outside of uh, Wingate, just, uh, just as on my way out, <laughs> frozen to the bone, carrying all that kit back to his car. <laughs> Yeah, always cold, mate. Yeah, no, I, I mean, person. how many layers have you got on under that kappa jacket, or is it just a kappa jacket? Have you got a thermal top and trousers on? Uh, I've got uh, two jumpers, a t shirt, and a kappa jacket. There you go, mate. Uh, you mad. I know it's like, well, I was straight to decathlon the next day with my wife, and it's right there, five quid legging, thermal <laughs> legging sorted. That's been my go to yeah. after every night game now. Yeah, but we um Alpha Young returned to Woodside Road and saw defeat at the hands of Worthing, his former club. Uh, to in it, in it, in bloody scored. As yeah. Well. <laughs> Do you know what? I always think without like you know players that return to clubs, you know, I'm sure he would have been very respectful. But I always wonder how they'll react if that had gone in. You know, do they run away celebrating? But knowing what Alfie's nature was like, he probably would have just stood there and just went like that and then gone back to the centre circle. But uh, I wasn't at that game, Pete. Good, good result against Potters because they are a good team, Potters, but one of those sort of mid to top table teams. Yeah, 
again, you know, all, all I can say about Worthing's performance is every game we we just we just dominate. Um, so I'm not I'm not going to create at least Potters Bar did come out and try and play us, which was yeah. which was a positive rather than some of these teams who, who, who try and sit back. So yeah, it was a it, it was a decent a, a decent game. Yeah, no, it was. But then we went into the the big one of the month, and the one I was most looking forward to was the FA Trophy against what could be league opposition next season, Hayes and Yedding, um, away at their Ted Lasso Stadium, as we like to remember, which looks 10 times better on Ted Lasso than it does in real person with a bar outside the stadium around the back, which they shut during a match, which is very peculiar because a guy at a barman wanted to watch it. Uh, no running toilets or water, so they had portaloos, which... By the end of it, I'd hate to see what that spelt like after a game that was uh, maybe more attended than that one was because uh, that stank. That stank. Um, it was horrible. Uh, I mean, we got. I think we were going a bit delusional with the cold as well, Pete, because we ended up playing spotting of the Heathrow runway, didn't we? Well, you, you, you did. <laughs> well, you thought yeah. it was good to have live updates of uh, what aircraft landed from where. Yeah, you like to say 296 at that game, which yeah. is... Um... Disappointing. Like, yeah, you say it's a parallel league to us. So, yeah. Yeah, from just and at least 100 of those were. Yeah. But from yeah. what I was expecting was um, I thought we were going to be challenged a lot more than we were. And yes, Hayes had a couple of spells, but we were dominant. Like, we were absolutely dominant yeah. in that game. And everyone said before, well, we weren't the favourites. We were the underdogs by far. Um, and from what I read, and I thought we completely outclassed and outplayed them. And to be honest, as some of the away boys have said, like if that's what that league brings, then you know that's an easy league because I don't think them being top of their league, they didn't bring much at all with a full strength team. No, and they've only they've only lost their first game of the season on Saturday, just gone. Yeah, as if their first defeat in the league. Yeah. So, and you look at the way we dominated them. So mm. yeah, again another. Positive. And uh, if you're anyone from Hayes and Yedding are listening, uh, please can you return our piano, uh, our music stand that we put the commentary on because I stupidly left it in the bar and no one's replied to Gareth or Vaz. So uh, they probably sold it to raise some money to plumb in their bloody to- toilets or something. <laughs> don't, don't tell Adam that. What? Not, not, the man, not Adam Hinch, Adam, the video man, because he got that for us. Yeah, no, I won't. Yeah, boy, he knows already, doesn't he? We need to, we need to chase them. Gareth gets, get sorted, get sorted. Fill up on pizza next week and get sorted and, and uh, rush it out to uh, the stand. Um, into the next he, round, we. He, strugg- he struggles to get me a team sheet, mate. Yeah, I know, I know. Bless him. Uh, well, we got drawn to Dorking, which will be played later on in the month. But we went away that following Tuesday to Hornchurch, freezing cold in Essex, uh, London Essex border, and a great three-one win. I, um, as I nicknamed the Hornchurch Karen, I was going to get uh, a filthy looks at Adam filming Adam and me <laughs> turning around every time they they played. I mean, Hornchurch played dirty that game, and uh, Pete, you could agree. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I mean, how their keeper never got sent off. I mean, Stu, what did you think about that situation? That their goalkeeper on that Hornchurch game, like completely shoving over. um, I can't remember who it was, but completely shoved it off the ball. It should have been a red card. Meekums, yeah. Uh, I don't really care, mate. If I'm honest with you, at the end of the day, like if they want to, if they want to allow themselves to do stuff like that, then we just got to ride through it. And as soon as players start doing that, you know they're getting they're they're getting frustrated and. And um, getting wound up, and the only reason why they're getting wound up is because we're dominating games of football. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not that. I've, to be honest, I'll tell you that's a good sign. Yeah, I think we were getting right under their skin. Um, yeah, 
yeah, and I've spent. I know you would have. You, you wanted to go to Hornchurch this season, didn't you? So I know you were a bit gutted about that because uh, I know it was on a rescheduled night game, but I know if it was the original game, you were quite looking forward to going to that. Yeah, it's an old corner of mine, Hornchurch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, nice little ground actually. I know. I know Pete would have quite liked it if he wasn't uh, a commentator because uh, the uh, bar that was overlooking the pitch there, and uh, you could have a nice pint in the warm and look at the pitch and not miss any of the action, Pete. Would have been nice, wouldn't it? It would have been. It was cold that night. Except, but hey. ex- yeah, except I was driving as well, driving the green machine. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mr. Minibus himself over there. Um, <laughs> we went, and then and then we uh, went on the following uh, weekend to um, face uh, Chesson. You're, you're jumping ahead a bit because I did mention Carl Brand's header at Hornchurch. Okay. Exceptional header. Exceptional header to make it 3-1. Yeah, exceptional header. It, it was it was really good. Um, bullet header, wasn't it? I mean, he's giving slab he's giving slab header run for his money, wasn't he? Old slab at Aaron himself. Basically. Yeah, I'm giving him a run for the money that four me's in at the moment. Jeez. What slabhead? Yeah. Has, it, has, it, has, has, he, has he heard that we've nicknamed him Slabhead? Because Adam was like, oh, he's, been, he's been he's been known as that for, for years, mate. Ever since he's joined it, to be honest with you, I've started. I started calling him Harry Maguire. Um, yeah, he's been, he's been known for that for a good few years. Very good. Well, it's coming it's out. Better, on the it's better looking. It's better than looking, looking than Harry Maguire. All right, Pete. Right. He's married. He has got kids. You know, you might you might try and you might try and stalk him after a game with a drink. You but know he's, what I mean? He's married. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it's not a compliment to be called Harry Maguire. He's a he's a better player. Too. He's probably he a damn sight better than Harry Maguire at the moment. He won't be giving it the big one if he scored against San Marino. No. Man, no. they're comparing Aaron Racine to Harry Maguire. What do you think? Yeah. Did you hear that? What? <laughs> what is, is that one of her favourites? Yeah, yeah. She likes, uh, it big. She likes uh, big Aaron. Well, there you go. You've got Gina who likes um, AP, Alex Parsons. So uh, maybe we'll have to get her on the pod one time we have. Because, uh, you know, the thing she said, like, if, if, if it was a choice between Spence or Alex, you know, sorry, Spence, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> he just shakes his head in disapproval there. <laughs> He's sleeping under the pier, mate. <laughs> Luckily, Vicky, my wife, hasn't been to any Worthing Girls. She's been to one, so she wouldn't have a clue what I was on about. So I'm safe for the so, time being. So the next game was Chesson. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah, the next game was Chesson and our first defeat of the... Um, uh, first defeat in, what was it, about 10, 11 games, Pete? 13. You're, you're, 13, you're the Stato, so there we go. Unlucky. Uh, unlucky 13 it proved to be unlucky um but as it seems to be most of the defeats we have this season it's not because we play bad it's because we just can't get the goal uh, the ball in the back of the bloody net um yeah, yeah. Pete, frustration from you yeah we went ahead as well went ahead yeah. with through Oli Pierce and I think it was the 11th minute and then they got goals in the 21st and the 33rd I think it was and like I said the second one was uh Starkey on the edge of his box tried to play a pass and strike it and um, one of the strikers got a foot on it and he deflected straight into the back of the other strike striker and in the back of the net and that was it two one so it was a playing it out from the back yeah, wasn't and then it? The, yeah and then second half we, we just dominated did they dominated. just sit back and just defend did they part the bus so it's like they were just playing on the counter when that's Stuart. yeah pretty much yeah yeah frustrating um so Stu, how, how, we how... sorry that's just gonna say we can't complain for losing no. games no it's creating so many chances yeah it's, it's, that's that's not that's that's not a worry. And that's the tactic, though. Playing out from the back, there's always going to be that little risk of, um, you know, something going wrong once in a blue moon. But, you know, if, if it was happening all the time, it'd be a different story. But on the one, one of the things... Um, Stu, how did the players feel after that? Because obviously you're going 13 games without losing. Like, they must have been a bit gutted. But I know they had this good old social after that game. So, you know, it was good to see all of those players. 
Yeah, uh, obviously it was, it was a mixture of being gutted, but positive. It was it was a weird one because, like I say, I said earlier, we 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 did enough to win the game. We we played really well, just didn't take our chances. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's slightly worrying we're not taking our chances. Maybe a bit sloppy in defence, but at the end of the day, we're still playing well. Still, the far the better team over ninety minutes. Um, Maybe not the chessing game. I think we didn't turn up first half for memory, but putting a far better second half uh, performance. Um, but look, it's, it's it's positive in terms of playing out from the back. It creates more chances than it than it allows. So um, yeah. I, we, we're top of the league. Were by eight points uh, by playing out the back. You know, what I mean, it's as simple as that. That's how Hinch likes to play. He, yeah. He's not going to change, and and neither should he, because it's it's the it's the way we all play. It's the way I ask my youth teams to play. It's the way that Hinch asked the youth teams to play, the 18s to play. Um, we're not that type of team that wants to get the ball up to a big target man up top. We're not a, a an Enfield or a Chesson. Do you know what I mean? That's not how we play. So yeah, it's just one of those that unfortunately sometimes. It does happen. It happens to my 16s on Sunday. It happens. And the message was the same to them as it was the first team. Just tidy up on the, on the quality, uh, move the ball quicker, but just keep on being positive and, and keep playing. And yeah, yeah nothing, nothing would change, boys. If anybody's expecting that to change over the next few weeks, then um, unfortunately no, that is the way. No. I would just, expect to. Just, just no. have belief and have confidence in what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Spencer. We've, so. got, we've got the goal scorers. We've got them there, so they will they will score. Um, yeah. Obviously, we had the back to back defeat. We, um, well, no, we sort of didn't have back to back, but we had a Seaford midweek that week against uh, in the Sussex Senior Cup, and they they played well. To be fair to Seaford, they actually went up front, but strike straight straight back with uh, Tom Chile scoring, uh, and a sort of really it's already six two win in the end, wasn't it? I, t- yeah. I tell you what, I've, obviously I wasn't there. I only saw the highlights, but what a finish by Will Seeger! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, good. Yeah, he's, that, uh, he's, he's been wound up about that over the last week. So yeah, that is for I, sure. I, I, yeah, I mentioned it to him on Saturday as well. I said I loved the highlights. I said I thought your goal was quality. <laughs> he, he's such. He's honestly such a nice lad, and and he is. yeah, he's, take, he's taking it on the chin, and he's, he's laughing about himself. He knows he. There was a mistake there, but again, mistakes happen, don't they? So, yeah. But to be fair, to be fair to the bloke, he's uh, I think he's one of the most improved this month. He's been brilliant this month. Solid, absolutely solid. Yeah, he's he's a consistent seven or eight out of ten uh, most games. To be fair for Will, I like Will a lot. Um, it's just finding a position for Will and amongst the, the squad that we've got really. In, in, yeah. Uh, but uh, he's maybe one of those that plays away rather than at home. Um, but uh, yeah, he's again he's a, yeah. he's a top lad and, and a much valuable member of the team. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's, so. it's got to be a big help to him. He's, you know, he's getting a proper run of games, isn't he, Stu? Yeah, exactly. Which he yeah, wasn't earlier in the season. Helps any player, mate, to be quite honest with you. When you get a regular run of games, you, your form gets back, your touch gets back. And yeah, 100%, he's he's definitely improving. And, he, yeah, and yeah. young as well. Still really young. Yeah. Still really, really he's young. A, he's a good guy. Good guy. He's really good. Uh, and and like, at least yeah. he's taken it. Hasn't taken him by chance. We were, um, we've been drawn against Lewis. Boring. I mean, saving for the league. It would have been nice to get someone else. But um, Lewis in the next round of the Cup, which we played in December sometime. All right, Stu? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Some, what I'm here, some cold midweek night in December, and um, yeah. and then rounding the month up just past weekend, the loss to Dorking in the trophy 2 0. Again, from what I hear, I wasn't there, Pete, but uh, and Spence, you weren't there either. But from what I understand, another frustrating, just couldn't take our chances. We were the better team possibly over the 90 minutes, uh, but at least Callum Keeley didn't score. <laughs> we kept him quiet, to be honest. Yeah, it was nice to see him back. He's a good, he's a good lad, Callum. 
but he was just the he was just you know uh, the, the quality two quality finishes. But again, we made you know chance after chance in that second. Half. It's, it's such a shame because you know what who we'd yeah. been who would have got we'd have got we'd have got South End. That would have been such yeah. a brilliant result. It, it would have been, but. You know, you, you look at it and you look at the way we play. Somebody somewhere along the line, and I, it's not going to be long, is going to get right tonking. They're going to have a seven or eight mil working well. Yeah, it's, it's funny right. you say that, Pete. I, I travelled up with Hinch to the game at Eastbourne on Monday and I said exactly the same thing. I believe that. I believe that we're just suddenly, it's all going to, it's been clicking anyway, but it's going to click in style, if that makes sense. And yeah. I think we, yeah, you're right. I think we'll, we'll go and beat someone yeah. six, seven, eight. We, we, we create so many chances. That there's, there'll be a, they, that game where they all go in. Yeah, 100%. Are oh, you doing it against Bogner? Yeah. Nice. Good, good, it? Culminate it. Not far away. My, Not far my away. knee slide in front of Jack Tears. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Bar- barge past me flicking, uh, the, the, flicking the V's yeah please, <laughs> Stu, if, so if we win please can you do that please even if it meant uh, you get you get disciplined by uh, Barry but just it'd be worth it in the end or Nathan yeah I don't think I've got it in me anymore to do a knee slide mate to be quite honest uh, yeah it'd be get up on the walking stick after or something Oh, 100%. Um, but chaps, all in all, a good November. We sit in there pretty top of the table, two points clear behind uh, in front of Enfield uh, with two games in hand over third place. So all for the taking. If we can still be this uh, at this position in December, it's looking very rosy for the new year. But um, Stu, I understand you're off to uh, set up some pitches now. Pleasure, boys. Take care. Cheers, Cheers. See you later. Cheers, bye, 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 bye. So after a rampant month of goal scoring opportunities, missed points, everything like that, Pete sat down with Hinch and discussed what he overall thinks of November in review. Uh, thank you for joining us, Adam Hinchwood. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Okay, Adam, welcome back to Rebel Yell. Month started with Putters Bar, ended with Dorkin. How did you feel the month went? Points-wise, for our performances, I think it could have been better. But um, like performance-wise, I think we've been playing some really good stuff. The two games we've lost, Chesson and uh, Dorkin, I thought the, the performances were good. We created lots of chances and on another day, you know, we, we pick up um, pick up wins on, on both of those games. So, yeah, if, I think if they wasn't there um, and you lose and you're second best in a lot of areas, then there's a lot more concern. But I honestly believe in, like, the, the messages that have relayed to the players are if we keep performing how we're performing, then we're going to win more games than we lose. And I'm really confident of that. Yeah, like you say, the defeat against Cheson, I thought, was, was really unlucky. Um, we talk about the chances. I think we've mentioned it in the previous podcast, uh, the, you know, the amount of chances that we are making, not going in and that. Is that sort of thinking of bringing a player like Callum back to the club for a couple of months on loan? No, yeah, I just think um, it's, a, it's an area that we can do with a little bit of a boost. You know, we've got Moe's picked up a bit of an injury to his quad. Tom Chalet has missed a bit. Uh, he was out, I think, well smashed on the nose actually so he missed a bit through his like breathing and and out with that and he's just taken a while now to get up to speed where he's just getting 10 and 15 minutes from the bench and having someone like Carl come back who's now gone away and got a bit of experience behind himself and um, I think it'll be a good boost and take a bit of pressure off of the front boys as well so yeah really pleased with with that signing and yeah I think there's elements of our defending we can get better and you know definitely could be more clinical in, our, in, in the chances that we're creating. We're going into the month ahead into the December, busy month, four away games, not ideal, broken up by Lewis here in the Senior Cup on the 18th. Looking at it, starting with Cray on Saturday, bottom three team, 
struggling this season haven't won since the 26th of September and then we get a Haringey Tuesday again they haven't won since the 25th of September so you sort of expect to be winning those games wouldn't we um, yeah I mean I honestly believe if we get our performance like it has been then our expectation is to win most games but you know I think Cray are a bit in a false position I think they you know look at their last two games they beat Ebbsfleet on penalties and got a last minute equaliser the other night so they'll be coming with full of confidence and you know what we can't in this league I don't think you can assume anything's going to happen to be honest and it wouldn't surprise me if Cray went on a run an unbeaten run and and same with Haringey Haringey probably a bit different team to what they were when we played them a couple of seasons ago but a couple of seasons ago going to their place was one of the toughest fixtures that we had so you know this you can't afford to look at the league table and just assume that it's it's going to be three points in this in this division you cannot afford to do that and I'm most certainly um, won't be going into the game just assuming that we're going to pick up three points and yeah the players will not have that sort of mindset they'll be just looking at their performance levels being like it's been in yeah. the last few weeks. Yeah, no room for complacency or taking it for granted. No, that's right. Yeah, you can't. You can't. There's no no football. You know, it's a funny old game. Yeah, <laughs> will soon bite you if you get complacent. That is definitely the wrong word to have. And yeah, I think now that the players are getting a bit more uh, know-how. You know, there was another Danny Barker picked up uh, another award for 100 games now for the club. And you know, I think that's Joel Meeky. Danny Barker, Jess, you know, all these boys now have got over 100 games, I believe, mm. um, under their belt for the club and know how we want to play and know the expectation of the club and, and know that, you know, Cray will come, you know, wanting to, to, to win the game and they'll be looking at Cheston coming here and winning and be, um, you know, fill, fill them with a lot of confidence. Mm. Injury-wise, we've had a few. Marvin's come back, Danny's come back. I yeah. uh, think we've got Jasper out at the moment and also Alex Parsons, you know, he's a long-term one. Yeah. Uh, and you've just mentioned Mo, Mo Diallo's yeah. got a quad problem. Yeah. Any others? Are we, or apart from that, are we pretty healthy? No, apart from that, we're all good. Obviously, Luca missed a couple of games, I think, with his wrist and that, but he's back now in contention. So, yeah, we've got him back. Yeah, Jasper's coming along nicely but probably still looking at three weeks um Mo Diallo probably week or two with his quad I think he pulled his quad right towards the end of the Seaford game which is a bit of a shame and then yeah like I say Alex Parsons is the only other one sort of longer there is one more actually Dean Cox has got a slight tweak to his knee okay. so yes hasn't settled down from Saturday wait to see how that's going but might need to get a scan done to, to see how he's sort of getting on with that this is our last podcast for for this year so Merry Christmas Christmas. (laughs) at the beginning of the season would you have took this position no because we haven't won every game you know and that's my expectation perfection disappointed that we didn't pick up three points at Enfield the only game that I feel we shouldn't have won is Folkestone away in my opinion and that's probably looking through my rose tinted glasses but yeah I think we're doing okay but definitely room for improvement. Yeah, we should be eight points better off. Yeah, we should still be in the trophy, still be in the FA Cup, and uh, yeah, yeah, eight points better off. Yeah, 
<laughs> okay, Adam, thanks ever so much, mate. No problem. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Evening, John. Good to have you back on the podcast. Um, and as we were saying off air, a little bit of a quiet month this month, but we've got some news and new signings. You've you signed two new players in uh, yep. Molly Thorns and Rebecca Bell, or Becca Bell, I think it was tweeted out. So He likes uh, to be called Bex, yeah. Bex Bell. There we go. Yeah. Bex Bell. Double B. Double B, we'll call her on the podcast. But um, <laughs> what players, what, what sort of calibre, what do they bring to the women's team that... Um, you've added they they adding to something that was a little bit lacking in the squad or like something you were looking for in particular yeah we were we were getting a bit um a bit shorter numbers in the in the squad a couple of players haven't been able to play for various reasons um so uh, as much as we love kelly newton um we'd prefer her on the on the the coach's bench as opposed to being a sub and and potentially having to go on so um with Bex, we've got someone who's who's um, a real quick player, one of the quickest players in, in our team, I would imagine. So um, it, it's good to have a bit of National League experience as well. Uh, Molly, a bit younger, left-footed, um, first left-footed player we, we, we've got, to be fair. So, And she's got flexibility of playing down that left side as a fullback or a winger. Um, but one of the main things is they fitted really well into the squad because of their attitude and their approach, you know, uh, to um, great players in terms of their attitude, etc., and and what we've seen in training. So it was good to get them over the line, really. Were they available, John, or were they with other clubs? Or Yeah, one was available and just training with a club, Chichester, uh, and the other one had um, asked if they could be re- released um, and and if the club were happy for them to go in looking for for another club, so um, credit to Chichester for letting them both leave at the same time. Yeah, and um, I guess uh, how how have the the girls taken to the late? Because we obviously spoken quite a few times about how you've kind of brought two teams together. They've merged really well. I and mean, whenever I've been down there, I've seen a good morale boost and like you know team have sort of yeah. been merging well together. They fitted right in with the, the ladies in the dressing room. Yeah, I think um, any team with any aspirations of, of improving their performances and getting more results, uh, more positive results, appreciates having a full squad with a lot of competition needs to be there. You know, if you're if you're happy with playing week in, week out and not having much of a challenge, then you're, you're not going to progress as a team and as an individual. So um one of the key things when i said to the players you know we we they came into training we spoke to them about the club question was is why did you choose us because they had opportunities to go to other clubs um and other clubs in a higher division than us and they said we were we felt the players were really welcoming we loved the fact that we um talked to them explained about the club asked them to to come along give them a lot of background information and they said that the combination of those two really enabled us to make an easy decision to sign. Oh, it's fantastic. And, you know, I look forward to seeing her in action. And uh, Beck's already on the score sheet with a debut goal um, against yeah, Salt Dean. Yeah, scored the winner. Yeah. yeah. Scored the winner against Salt Dean. So um, that's not bad, is it? Local derby, that's uh, that's quite a um, a positive thing for her. So it was it was lovely to see her score, to be fair. Oh, it's brilliant. And, um, you know, welcome to Woodside, Molly and Bex. But we'll have a little uh, review of the month. Obviously, only three games this month. Seems to be quite quiet for the ladies. Um, obviously, um, you've long forgotten Pete's scary costumes on uh, 31st against Millwall. I mean, as we've yeah. already said last month, Millwall was scary enough to have on Halloween, let alone adding Pete with his costume. <laughs> um, but Hounslow 
in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. It was was it round one? Am I correct in saying, or was it round so two? So it's the first round proper. First round, first proper, round proper, and um, a team that had been struggling a little bit at their level at the moment. Um, yeah. And from what I understand, a, a team that could well have been beaten, and it took penalties for them to dispose of uh, the Worthing ladies. So, um, from you, John, what were your views on that game? Um, I think we controlled the game the first half, which was really. Um, it was great to see from my perspective and I think it gave the players a lot of confidence. Uh, second half was a bit more even, but still we had opportunities to, to score. Um, and to be fair, their goal was, was like a, a shot from the edge of the box. The girl on the turn probably didn't hit it as well as she wanted to, but it, it, it managed to um, hit the post and go in. So, you know, from our perspective, the performance was, was great. Um, they are in a div- two divisions above us, so they're used to competing at a faster pace against, um, I suppose, what you'd say more experienced players. And um, I'd say we're in the ascendancy for most of the game and into extra time as well. So uh, in the end, it was a disappointment. But of course, if you'd have said one all against a tier three side and then going to penalties, you'd have been quite happy. But uh, we weren't as happy as, as we thought we'd be from that result, to be fair. No, and what were the players' reactions after? Like, were they uh, were they a little bit gutted, or just I think yeah. just yeah, just because they knew it was Missed so opportunity, close. I think yeah, they thought they thought you know because what great um, thing to be in the second round uh, of the FA Cup, you know, uh, a tier five side is not usually um, uh, in that round, mm-hmm. uh, and then an opportunity to try to get to the third round proper when all the all the top sides come in, so. Uh, yeah, so disappointment, but I think, um, you know, after the Millwall game, which was probably our best performance of the season we lost, um, it was probably good to get another performance in. And then, as a consequence, the last two games have been great results for us. Yeah, Pete, you were going to say something? Yeah, uh, with, with the Hanslow game, obviously, I, I was there. I was, I was absolutely pig sick at the end, to be honest. Um, yeah. Usually doing the tannoy, we would say a few words and say good luck for the rest of the season. But I just switched it all off and <laughs> went, went, went to the bar. But we had, we had, we had. That's, a, a, that's a surprise, Pete. Yeah. At the, <laughs> at the, used as half know, time. Yeah. At the, at the end of the second, the end of the second half, before we went into extra time, you know how how we didn't get the ball in that now on three or four different occasions. I I, yeah. I will never ever. Be able to work out in my head. It was just like gold math scrambles, and yeah. the girl, the girls were just so so unlucky. And like you said, there's so many positives they can take from that it performance. Was. Yeah, you know, I think you're probably intimating the one where uh, Katie's took the free kick, goalkeeper saved it. Um, Bex Bell actually followed in and hit it really cleanly, and I think the goalkeeper stuck a leg out. And I think there was another corner where the goalkeeper's diving the wrong way, saved it. Uh, and Lucy Apps, I think, um, drilled it in and it, it, it sort of hit the post on that. So, yeah, um, it, it was quite gutting, to, to yeah. be honest. Like I say, felt like a missed opportunity rather than, well done, we've we've done well against a team in a bit higher division than us. Well, Hounslow like a penalty shootout because they went into the next round and um, against Clapton and yeah. they, they lost on penalties that time. So, yeah. you know, it's they a shame. They all theirs against ours, did, us, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, exactly. There we go. They couldn't do that. But, you know... I'm sure the the ladies will build on it. They'll they'll yeah. for next season. They'll give them a little taste of a cup run. First time yeah. in the first round proper for Worthing, mm-hmm. a massive achievement. Yeah. So John, well done to you and the team. But um, 
County, maybe it's a county cup for us this year because uh, it must have been weird because you you played Lewis, uh, who obviously you've got very strong affinity with um, of your past career. Um, so what was that like? I mean, I know it wasn't at uh, the dripping pan; it was at one of their training pitches. But was it uh, weird? Was it weird to be not wearing the Lewis uniform on the match day? Not really. I've worked in football long enough yeah. to know that the one thing ends, something else starts. So yeah. um, it was probably more so for some of the players because it was a lot uh, closer for them that some of them had left Lewis last season to come to us. Um, so they're playing against a lot of players that they knew very well that they'd played um, sort of youth football with. Um, for me, it was uh, another game we'd like, we'd like to win. So um, there was nothing added to it because we beat Lewis. It was yeah. more of a case of we've got quarterfinal to play. Um, and a great opportunity to, to go through in the cup. And uh, I, I was pleased for the players because we played Lewis uh, development squad in a, um, a friendly. Yeah. Uh, and I could see the faces of the players who had left them to come to us. They were, they were absolutely gutted about that. Um, but we, we managed the game really well, scored early on. Um, and I think that the, we, we sort of controlled most of that game so that that was nice and I think I was, I was pleased for the players for that one yeah no it's a good win and are we now in the semi-final or are we in the quarter-final yeah we're in the semi-final, semi-final. so we're playing Crawley um, at their place on the 19th of December so, so our last game hopefully hopefully all the girls have been good and Santa's not going to be leaving any coals on the pitch that day and uh, we get through to the final because that would be amazing it, it, it would be um, probably one of the biggest surprises uh, in the County Cup if, if we did, um, because, you know, it's um, usually the same sort of four teams win. So it's normally Brighton, Lewis, um, Chichester or Crawley. Yeah. Uh, and that that's really where it's been for the last sort of... Uh, it's the final at the Amex as well, like the Men's um, County Cup, or is no, it? No, it's usually at Lansing FA. At Lansing, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. But, you know, if we get there, I'm sure there'll be a big following down there because I'm sure the away boys from the men's team would try and bring a let's following down so. and everything like yeah. that. But let, let's so get there first. Well, so we haven't so played the League Cup yet, however, so that's going to start in the new year. I was just going to say, sounds, sounds about time that there, there's a new name on the cup. <laughs> it, would, it would be nice, but, you know, you, you, you go into it realistically that, um, you know, get into yeah. to play... Uh, a team at that level again and test yourself um, because that's the aspirations of the team is to is to to go up the levels so mm. it gives us a good idea and the players a good idea of where they're where they are at um, even the Hounslow one we accept that they weren't doing so well in their league but you know you're still competing against players that have played a huge amount of time at that level. We better get start practicing um, the away boys with um, as it should be Donahue's Red White Army. <laughs> that sound good? Has that got a ring to it? Good work, like Donoghue, Donoghue gives a wave. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, I'm sure we'll do that as well. As long as you promise to wave to them. Yeah, you I will. do that. You, right, we've got that on record now, guys. So if you do, <laughs> you do have a good following, you start doing that, John will promise to uh, wave to you. And, and rounding the month up, as we said, already touched on Bex Bell's um, first goal for the club, the winner yeah. against Salt Dean in the league, uh, a reverse yeah. of the fixture earlier in the, early in the year. Um, that's left you sixth in the table, sort of right in the middle, mid table. Um, yeah. Ha- obviously, good, good to have a local derby, good to get the win. Uh, happy with the performance against Salt Dean? Um, I think I, I had an interview after the game, and what, what I said was 
as much as I was disappointed with how we performed in the first half, which was probably a credit to Salt Dean, who, who pressed us really quickly, the performance was still far better than a lot of our performances early on in the season. So it's good to be disappointed about a performance that is actually a lot better than we have been playing, you know, the first few games. Second half, I thought we um, we kept the ball better. We retained possession in the higher end of the pitch, you know, in their half. Um, and to be fair, we we dealt with most of the most of their attacks. So I was really pleased with that. Oh, it's brilliant, and um, you know we've got we've got. Uh, I think you could be pleased, as you said, um, pre-season. You know, it's a new league. Uh, you know, high league for some of these players, and to be yeah. sort of coming up to the halfway point, nearly sort of, um, well, coming into the Christmas period, um, yeah. to be sixth mid-table is is great for the girls, and um, you know, well to push on for the new year, and maybe a cup run will give them the confidence. You say still got the league cup yeah. to play, um, and you know, I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, you know we could have a men's and women's Sussex senior. County Cup double. You never know. We're only four points to be off of, off of second. So as much as we're sixth, we're, we're like I say, we're still only a few points. And I think we, we've we got the same points, a better, lesser goal difference against the team above us. So we got Dartford on the weekend who are second. So um, they were very strong last time we played them. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, John, is it, is it the first two that get promoted in your league? It's only one. <laughs> Only one, only one. And it's then... one, and um, <laughs> if that one can't go up for any ground issues or whatever, you are allowed to apply. Uh, but yeah, it's only it's only one, it's and, only one. and I think um, I wouldn't be uh, wrong in saying it's it's going to be Ashford. Okay, right. and and do, do, if the situation came, we we've got the facilities. I assume that we can apply to go up easily, easily. Yeah. Easily, but um, just out of yeah, interest, what I, level? What level in women's game sort of are, are Worthing's facilities at? Where, where, where's the highest we could get to with the stadium the way it is? You, you'd be able to play at Super League. In oh, the, really? With the facilities, yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, they might have to do something about car parking. Yeah, I think you, I think that's with everything, like even like with the national league and stuff. You know, car parking is a nightmare for, um, for yeah. us at the moment. But a lot of teams would do the usual thing where you have the parking somewhere else and you, you get get people in but big but the facilities um are would be at that level because you can get um i don't know what the what's the capacity for work for work i think officially two, three, two officially <laughs> officially yeah. two two five i think it is yeah so you you would certainly be able to do that so you know if you did pull a super league game in uh, against a team in in at home the game would still be on uh, because the facilities are suitable for that that's good to know and, and the facilities are ever improving um, John thank you for joining us um, tonight um, good month for the women um, yep. look forward to speaking to you. well we'll have to try and fit it in because over the Christmas period because the next time we record it'll probably be first week of January so um, we do if I don't see you before hope you have a nice Christmas and yeah. some good results and into the final of the Sussex Senior Cup I'm sure it'll be a perfect Christmas <laughs> present for you wouldn't it let's hope so eh yeah John thank you have a thank good you. one yourselves yeah you take cheers, care John. cheers John cheers John this is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Great, as always, to speak to John Donoghue, the women's first team manager. Now we've been joined by Gemma Worsfold from the women's team. Pete sat down with her uh, this week and discussed her career and uh, what, what she hopes and wants to achieve with the club this coming season. OK, so it's time to welcome uh, Gemma to the uh, Rebel Yell podcast. Your, your debut on the podcast, Gemma, welcome. Evening. Basically, we've we've got you on because we want to know your your sort of football story. Because I know as long as I've been uh, watching Worthing Women, you've you've been 
been there sort of the last four years and you've probably there before my time. Yeah, I've been there since, well, since day one, really, since the women's side was set up, maybe five five seasons now very much part of the furniture so how, how did you get into women's football um I started playing for a team when I was 11 so just a few years ago now and I was just picked up by someone randomly playing football in a park and they asked me to come along and join their team and yeah went from there really and just so who did you play for before Worthing then for Worthing we I was living in Australia so I played in Australia for that I was living and playing in America. So it's actually been quite a while since I played in England. I moved back and Worthing was just the most local team to me. And I thought, I'll just go there. There'll be no stress. Won't take it too seriously. Just turn up and play. And little did I know it would be nothing like that. And here I am five seasons later. Still living the dream. (laughs) Still living the dream. Absolutely. There was a, a lot of changes in the summer. Was it quite easy for you to adapt to that? Yeah, and I think that it was a positive change. Um, the changes needed to happen for various reasons for various people. And I think the team has generally just dealt with it really well, actually. And new people in have kind of just, it seems like they've always been there, really. So I guess that's a positive. And the coaching staff, I mean, they're all great coaches and great people as well. So I think that wasn't very difficult to adapt to. So yeah, it's been a positive change. I was going to ask you how you feel yourself. Uh, you're in sixth position in the league at the moment. It's a, a step up from last season. Pleased with how it's going? I don't know if I'm ever pleased please Pete but I don't know it's been a bit up and down really we've been really good and then we've been under par should we say so I think we're getting better and we're getting more consistent but we've certainly had some off days we are getting better and we are competing against teams that are expected to beat us as the newbies to the league I think we're doing we're doing all right yeah I mean I'm enjoying it and like I say the the displays I've seen so far this season especially first half against Townslow I was talking to John about it on the podcast and it was saying how devastating I was because because I really I, I really thought we deserved to win that game. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, nobody likes to lose on penalties. The game should have been wrapped up in ninety minutes, let alone extra time and penalties. And we all know that. And I think that's what makes it even more difficult to take. But yeah, we gave a good account of ourselves and made it entertaining for the fans. Hopefully, so positives to take from that one. But yeah, extremely disappointed. That's football though for you, isn't it? Exactly. But you have made, is, is it right you've made the semi-final in the Sussex? Well, we've got Crawley. Yeah, that'll be a, a tough test. But yeah, looking forward to it. It's always good to play play those teams where you are the underdog and there's no pressure. That's, they're always the easier games going into, aren't they? So looking forward to that one. Yeah, there should, should be a good one against Crawley. So you've got a game on Sunday, two o'clock kickoff, I understand. But dark, put at home. It's going to be a tough test for you. Hopefully we can, well, I'm going to get you to put a shout out to encourage people to, to come down and support the women's team. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a good game. They, they were our first game of the season and they beat us 2-0, but one was a terrible penalty decision. We had chances and we could have come away with points from that game in our first game against a very decent team who sit second in the league I believe so it will hopefully be a close game and an entertaining game yeah and I mean the support so far has been amazing so anyone else that wants to come along from what we've I meet a lot of people actually that come along and say they've never really watched women's football before and they come along and they're pleasantly surprised at how much they enjoyed it which I guess is a good thing and not a good thing that they haven't watched women's football yet but yeah, the more the merrier and the atmosphere, like, it's amazing. And people always leave there and we're just 
grateful for the support and if they're leaving happy then that makes it even more worthwhile so. right I'm going to put you on the spot now for Sunday Gemma you know what I'm going to ask you I want a score prediction oh blimey score prediction I am going to say 2-1 win I like it I like I like the positivity confidence, confidence. there's no point going into, the, into games without any confidence anyway is it but I support Arsenal and I always think we're going to win. Oh, so. oh, oh dear. <laughs> it's not your fault, Gemma. We won't hold it against you. Exactly. Right then, Gemma, thanks ever so much for your time. Yeah, nice one. Thank you very much for having me. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Great interview there by Gemma and Pete. So thanks for sitting down and taking time. As Pete said on text message, when both me and uh, Spencer, we can't make it so say Mr. Reliable Pete, but we all know really it's like if he cut him open, he's got the blooming fishes flying out of him with the Worthing logo because he just lives and breathes Worthing Football Club. Don't you, Mr. Vale? I'm a fish. Okay. What kind of fish are you? A, ma- a mackerel, let me guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's a mackerel. <laughs> I can't believe you well, just he, asked what he, type he, of fish. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is slippery and slimy, isn't he? Isn't he, Spence? <laughs> I'm sure that's what Jasper said when he was stalking him down the last melon the other week. <laughs> Had to well, get that in there. Wasn't stalking him. Uh, anyway, moving, moving on, moving on from these funky nightclubs that I, I do not know what they what they involve. But um, Nathan Bowen is the director of football at Worthing, but now he's um, got a new job title as general manager. And he sat down with Pete this week to discuss and I guess really inform us guys because you know we've known Nathan for a long time, but it's come as maybe not a surprise, but you know I don't think many people knew that he had taken on this new role of general manager. So Pete sat down with him and Nathan wanted to tell the fan base what his actual role now involves at the club. So thanks, Nathan, to sit down with us. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Okay, so we're here with Nathan Bowen. Welcome to the Rebel Yell podcast. First time in a while. Yeah, yeah. Good to be back, mate. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> good to have you back. Right. So director of football here and yeah. little birdie tells me that you're also the general manager now. Yeah. So what we wanted to know was what that entails and is that affecting your director of football role? Not, not so much because obviously uh, uh, when I started the director of football role, I was still doing some other bits with Valenti who we used to bring down and working with the Valenti Academy and the agencies. Basically, I've stopped doing that okay, and replaced that part of my working week with the general manager role at the club. And obviously, they're, they're, yeah, they're quite different roles. So the, the director of football role is looking after all the different teams and being the point of contact between our management team, the management committee, and all the different things that we do. So helping Hint with the first team and doing all the background stuff for that in terms of budgets and admin and, and things like that, as well as coaching. Same with the women's team, and then running the academy, obviously coaching on the under-18s, 14s, 15s, 16s, leading on the development centre. So they're just trying to really drive the pathway in the back office, basically, as well as coaching and then giving more time to Hinch and the other guys to, to be on the pitch and doing what, what they you know what they really enjoy doing, what they're passionate about. It's sort of an evolved format, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, basically, there's so much happening at the club. We're obviously in transition in a, in a lot of things on and off the pitch. But yeah, just trying to give everyone the time to do the bits that they need to do. So that the, the football director role gives them the time to do that. So, like I say, Hinch can concentrate on running the team, developing the players in, in the first team, in the academy, in the under-18, just go and, go and coach, um, and I can help with the off-the-field stuff as, as well. And then the general manager is much the same, but with all things not football. So, obviously, we've got bars to run, we've got bookings, you've got to make sure health and safety and safeguarding, insurance, security, all those sort of things. There's so much going on. 
Um, and we have individual people running those departments, but you need someone to just link them all together. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that's my role. And then obviously being on the, the management committee as well. Okay, so, <laughs> so you, you, you mentioned budgets. Um, yeah. We've just uh, got Callum Keeley back online for two months. Yes. Uh, who'll be signing next? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Listen, it, it's, the boys have done so yeah, well. Yeah. So, so it, it's not even a case of needing loads of, of signings. Um, but as we've seen with the, with the season, it's a, it's a tough season. Every game's been so difficult. And you're coming back after COVID lockdown, which I think has affected people physically. You're going you're to pick up knocks as we, as we have been. So we just thought we might need, rather than wait for something to happen, while you're in a position of strength, while you've got people there, can we add to the group and, and have a, give them a little bit of, of support, especially coming up through the Christmas period, December, heavy pitches on the legs, loads of games close together. Um, so we just thought that, that would be something that, that would help us going forward. And then obviously if we need to do anything else, we can. A, b a big part, like I said, of, of the transition is being make, making sure that we've been running well on and off the pitch so that, that it can put us in a position, if we need something, we, we, can, we can do it. And uh, like I say, the management team, the board, everyone's been working really hard to make sure that we're in the best position we can to help the team. Quite a while ago, we had Barry on, the uh, chairman. Yes. Um, and, and he was mentioning about the transitions that are going on at the club mm. and needed us to be self-sustaining. Yeah, um, 100%. Are, are we getting there? Yeah, like I say, we're, we're, that, that, that's, that's what we're aiming towards. We don't want to be reliant on anyone. And, and George has done such a fantastic job. But ultimately, the club has to exist without anyone having to, to back it up. Yeah, at the moment, that, that's the position that we're in. We're working really smart and we're working within our means. Obviously, uh, the crowds turning up week in, week out is a, is a massive help to us. And recently, the, you know, the bars have been full after the games, all those things, that the, 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 the club shop, all, all those little things all add up together, as well as, like I say, Chris and uh, the finance director, Barry, John, George, really getting hold of the, the budgets and making sure that we're running efficiently. Um, we've obviously got Ange making sure that we're getting every grant that, that we're eligible for. Everyone's been working really hard. And my, my job in terms of being a general manager and uh, football director is to make sure we stick within those budgets. We have regular reviews just to make sure we're on track. And yeah, like I say, it's been good. We've added to the committee, the management committee, we've got a lot of expertise there. And I think everyone, the whole community was itching to get back to football. So I think we've seen that with our crowds. We weren't expecting that. You know, you never know what position people are in with their jobs and stuff. So it's been really good to see all our fans come back and supporting us just the way they were before been a massive help. Back to the academy team. Yes. Um, you, you must be really pleased with all that. I'm really pleased but for, for me it's only the beginning you know we pride ourselves on developing players and giving them the opportunity and trusting them and the football that you saw is the sort of football we expect our first team to play. Obviously you see a lot of those boys in the under 18s playing Charlton we still try and play the, the same way. Obviously they're young and make mistakes but I think that's the value of having consistency throughout the club so having Hinch and, and Cam and myself um, Stu all the coaches they input into every team so if you come down tomorrow you'll see the same coaches coaching the under sevens as uh, coaching the academy that are coaching the first team 
and you sort of see that it's evident in the way that we play. And yeah, in some of the teams that are coming in, it's not all about results. We, we want to get them learning the right things and playing the right way. And the higher you go up the pathway, the more you see the benefit of that. So, it, you know, the, the 18s are, are going well at the moment, obviously competing at the top of the league, doing well in the county cup, the, the academy, top of the league competing in the cup. The real measure of it is how many are getting in and around the first team. And we actually think we could have more first team, but ultimately the, the first team boys aren't gonna give their shirt away. They've been playing so well, they've been working so hard. And you know, opportunities aren't just gonna be handed, they, they've got to be earned. But there's boys like Joe Rye, he's playing regularly at, at Lansing. Fantastic player, Ollie Starkey, you see him in training with the first team. Fantastic player, Maxwell Bartlett before he got injured got into the first team squad and I could list another six or seven more. We had obviously Lewis and, and Finn Chadwick training with the first team tonight. And yeah. you know, they could easily, we trust all of them. Back to the first team, uh, overall, um, yeah. how do you think the season's going? Is it? Do you know what? Obviously we're in a strong position. Yeah. I, I, I also think there's, for how well we've played, we, we haven't lost often this, this season, but the losses still hurt. And, yeah. and, Especially uh, the one. Yeah, well, just any loss. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I hate losing. But the way, you know, the, the, teams are, the teams we're playing are quality teams. So, yeah, 100% we take the position, but I still think there's more to come. I still think there's more to come. And um, the thing is now is, is about maintaining and raising your level. So we're, ne we're never happy with, with what's gone before. We want to keep improving, want to keep working. Like I say, you're getting into a real difficult period and, and we're looking at other teams Loads of teams were in form. Loads of teams are doing well that weren't in form at the start of the season. And there's teams at the start of the season that have dipped off and we're only in December. Yeah. You know, it's going to keep going up and down. There's going to be highs and lows. So, so for me, yeah, we're really happy with, with how things are going. Um, like we say, we, we, we backed our, our lads and, and we, we, you know, we think we can compete with most teams, you know, if, if we approach it in the right way and we, we give it a go, we'll match any team, we'll try and go and play you know, the way we want to play and go and win games. And yeah, so far it's been, it's been going well, but it's about kicking on and maintaining those levels, raising those levels and, and, and keeping it, the momentum going all the way to the end of the season. Well, thanks for the chat, Nathan. No, um, appreciate, we'll, we'll appreciate you, again, you having me on, mate. Have you on again soon. <laughs> Definitely. Cheers, mate. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Always good to have Nathan on. He's, he's a top guy and, you know, he's a good guy to have around the club. So thank you for sitting down with us. And uh, just uh, hopefully that's broadened everyone's horizon, knows, knows what Nathan's new job role is around the club so thanks Nathan and uh, I look forward to seeing you next time down I'm sorry I had to cancel on you last minute but I thought I'd give you a one-on-one -on -one session with Pete because Pete we all love to have a one-on-one -on -one session with you don't we I hope so yeah yeah I get stuck here <laughs> in the commentary box. I don't, I don't, where's I don't this know going what... I have no <laughs> idea I don't know I've I've got no idea where that's going. I was like, what? Maybe we should just cut that right now. <laughs> anyway, um, guys, I think um, what what one one thing that I've really what stuck out to me this month from the men's team is um, the performance of Harrison Mail. Hasn't he made some world class saves? It's just I, I call it. I, I said to Adam the other week, uh, it, it's like the, the non-league shade given, and he went he went to me. That's a good comparison, those. I mean, um, I'm not going to lie. When he first, when I first saw him for the sticks, I thought, God, he, do, he doesn't, 
and then nice but he doesn't have the right sort of builders I thought keeper like you know when we had Rushy Rushworth in he's obviously quite commandeering of his goal era but Harrison's mm-hmm. not the tallest guy I'm sure he'd admit that himself but, yeah, but he's he's Ruc- so he, his, his control across the face of the goal is amazing yeah and Rocco Reese wasn't that tall no. if you remember yeah he, he was he, he wasn't a huge unit from Brighton um, and he's gone on and obviously started off at Leeds and he's you know, represented England in the 16s when he was a young lad. And I think if he was a bit taller, like you say, he would be a lot higher than where he is now. Yeah. I know no we've pun had... intended. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's... Spencer now staring he's... a pot. <laughs> but, um, hey, he's, li- he's, he's, he's literally like Zebedee. Like some of, some of the saves he makes, he gets himself across the goal. It's just like, how on earth? How did you do that? Oh, it's when um, we were playing Hayes and Yedding, that near post, like Hayes should have gone one up. And I don't know how he got the save. He saved the penalty against, I think it was Potters. Yes. Yeah, great penalty save. You know, he's, and the fact is that he's actually our player. He's not yeah. alone. And you can remember the shorter player is going to get down quicker than the taller player. So he's got that to his advantage. We've, we wanted to get Harrison on since he signed for us. And kindly, uh, it's been arranged for us to speak to him this month. So, Pete. Again, sat down with him. It's the Pete show really tonight, Spencer, isn't it? You know, uh, he, he, as we said, he's uh, Mr. Worthing through and through. He's, he's Mr. Reliable. So we gave him the microphone and sat down with Harrison and time to listen to the the, the, the fruits of Pete's labour. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Over to you. Dad. I'm not his dad. <laughs> so, 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 so right, far, right. Pete's, Pete's a fish, he's fruit. <laughs> What food right. stuff is he next? Right. What can we right. squeeze in? Here's Harrison before this goes any more further down the pan. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Okay, I'm here with Harrison Mayo, your debut on the Rebel Yell Podcast. Yeah, Pleased to be here. Yeah, 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 great. Yeah, it's, once you've done this, you know you've made it. At whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all That's about. Good, then. <laughs> so, Harrison, sort of new to the club. I know you were just saying you've you trained with us for a while with during the COVID restrictions, etc., etc. The beginning of your career when you was a youngster, you was at Leeds. Yeah, I was at Leeds. Um, grew up through the ranks there from seven till nineteen. Yeah, seven till nineteen. So. Went up the ranks there, and then here I am. Here you are. And yeah. um, while you was at Leeds, you got called up for for the England yeah. under 16s. Yeah, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was great. Uh, some great players who have gone on to go do amazing things. Um, great experience. Just the facilities down at St George's Park, playing other national teams. Great, great experience. Okay, what sort of players did you play with? Uh, Jaden Sancho. Uh, that's not a bad start. Yeah, Phil Foden. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. um, who else was the um, Ryan Sessegnon, who's at Tottenham. They're pretty much all of them are playing in the league now. So Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. Right. Yeah. So yeah, list of names there. So and I understand you you sort of fell into goalkeeping from being a midfielder. Yeah. So I went to Leeds originally as a outfielder, as a midfielder, and then. Just one game, uh, the keeper did turn up. Who wants to go in goal? I put my hand up <laughs> and then the rest is history, yeah. So I did well. I enjoyed it there as well. I just enjoyed chucking myself about and stuck with it. Stuck with it. So, and then from Leeds you went to Gateshead. Yeah, I went uh, to Gateshead. Um, spent a year there. Enjoyed it. But then I thought I would like to get more first team experience. Uh, 
a new Aaron came down and enjoyed the club. Great setup, Hinch, Nath, Stu, everyone here, Cam. Great bunch of people to be around. Just from day one, welcomed me in. Even the, like the lads, the players, I couldn't ask for anything better. So what's it, what's it been like since you've joined, especially if this sort of been your first season here, how much have you loved oh, it? I wouldn't say it was like my first year. Like yeah. just the way the boys are with me, the coaches, it's like I've known them for a long time. And brilliant lads, just all get along really well. Yeah, I've noticed that there's a good camaraderie between the players. Yeah. Who, 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 who would you say you've you've clicked with the most like, since you've been here? I don't know, really. <laughs> I, well, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I clicked with anyone better than anyone else. We all we all get along well. Like you, you've watched training tonight, and poor Jasper's gone and volunteered to be referee. <laughs> Got and, dogs abuse. Yeah, and everyone gets onto him, but that's the way we are. We know yeah. if I went in. Yeah. I know I get hammering, <laughs> but that's just the spirit we have, and we all know it's fun and games at the end of the day. But we're just so well bonded that it's all good fun. We don't lose many games. Yeah. We just don't. So what's the feeling like when we do actually lose? Is it? <laughs> yeah, obviously we take, we watch over what we could have done better, but as well what we did really well. So at the game, obviously we did put our chances away, but the build-up play, then how we were yeah. moving the ball was great and obviously it affects us on the day but you can't sit on a loss for too long if you sit on it too long that's when it will start affecting your games and stuff like that but what is it two sessions on on a thursday night and it's forgotten about we're ready for saturday same on tuesday we we watched the videos before training once we left here straight onto the training field and it's forgotten about we just get on with it because if you dwell on it for too long it'll yeah. end up biting you Okay, are you are you pleased with your own performances this season? Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a while since you've had a good run of games, really. For me personally, because what was it, eighteen months injured at Leeds, so that was little periods of me coming back in and then struggling with my knee again. But eighteen months then, and then last year having a little run and then COVID hitting, so it's it's good. It's it's all about confidence. Like the more and more games I play, the more confident I feel. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy with how I'm doing. Um, I'm sure any other fans would let me know if I, if I wasn't doing well. <laughs> We're quite a polite bunch. We think you've been absolutely superb. Sort of the like the other week when I was commentating that shot from that chap and you in the last minute yeah, and you yeah. put pushed it onto the crossbar. Yeah. I didn't even it was moving <laughs> that quick. I just thought it hit the crossbar and it was only when I saw the replay that I saw that you tipped it onto the crossbar. Mm -hmm. And I think that's apart from the ones sort of low down that you've been making. Is that an advantage for a shorter goalkeeper if you can get down to those yeah, quicker? Obviously, if I was six foot eleven, you'd be in the Premiership. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, hopefully. But um, it's a long way down then. But you always have your advantages if you're taller. But do you have what a six foot? Five foot eleven keeper would have. Yeah. That's the question. You're always gonna someone who might be six foot five, they might say is better at crossing, but does he have the feet how we like to play to be able to fit into the team? That's the question. Yeah, and and, and you're brave on crosses as well. You're not scared to come out no, against no. anyone, are you? No. You're a bit of a psychopath when it comes to that. You're <laughs> well, straight straight in the crowd. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> That's what you've got to do. For me, I've always been told, oh, you're not tall enough, we need someone bigger. But if you're coming out and affecting the game, taking crosses, punching crosses, that's what I'm there to do. It's, it's not an excuse because you're only 6'4". Okay. You're not 6'5". 
not an excuse to me, you just got to deal with it. If someone doesn't like you being six foot, go prove them wrong somewhere else. Totally right attitude, absolutely love that. Wolf Seeger's goal last week, did you enjoy that one? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here, I missed the game, um, and I saw it on the replay and it did make me chuckle. Yeah, Obviously you, you went square in a box for him. Yeah, <laughs> to give him an option, but it's just one of those things in the heat of the moment, he's not realised, he's not brought his head up, it's, it's a freak yeah. accident, yeah. he's obviously not meant to do it. I've tried to move to give him space. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I was talking to we were talking to Stuart about it, and he, and he was saying he's, he's had loads of grief about about that, and I thought I, I would mention it as well. <laughs> anyway, well, pleasure having you on. Thanks Nothing for spending me. this time with us, and hopefully we'll speak to you again before the end of the yeah, season. 100%. All right, cheers, mate. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. I, I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I, maybe it's a jet lag. Maybe it's uh, the lack of football. Maybe it's Christmas decorations going up, but something's fuzzing my brain tonight. Um, I've got tears in my eyes here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, you always know I bring the tone down, but it's normally on a commentary night when I'm freezing cold. I haven't really got an excuse tonight. The heating's on. I'm nice and warm in my little hoodie, um, but I'm still talking absolute rubbish but hey Pete that was a great interview of Harrison and thank you Harrison for sitting down talking to Rebel Yell we'll have to get someone else uh, someone else on in a month maybe we'll try Pat Webber who's another new signing or yeah, we need to but, still get Ollie Pierce because but, Ollie keeps but, on avoiding us yeah I, I have mentioned it to him um, but going back to Harrison we're ever so sorry but because this podcast we can't provide subtitles because he's from way up north says says that that southerner Pete yeah I mean lived Mid- in Worthing for like 40 years or something and he's still got his Brummie accent Midlander but anything from Worthing, as we said on the commentary the other week, is north. Yeah. So everyone's dirty northern beep beeps because uh, you literally can't go further south unless you play a team on the Isle of Wight yeah. or we're back playing Guernsey or Jersey. Yeah, so, dirty northern bees and <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Up the A24. Right, before this podcast gets completely out of control, guys, we've got, uh, <laughs> we've got a busy December ahead of us. And OK, it's going down the pan. We might as well mention the B word because that's going to be a time to get revenge. I'm not going to be there to have another mental breakdown, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I'll be listening to Pete from the other side of the world, but I'm really looking forward to it. We need to get the revenge, guys, because we should not have lost that game at the beginning of the season. This is the time. And as we said earlier on to Stu, is this going to be the time we get our job in? Is it going to be Bogner or is it going to be, are we waiting it for the new year? Because Bogner, to be fair to them, aren't playing badly. I mean, they're mid-table. We, we, as we like to say, mind the gap. Because it is quite a big gap. But I don't think they're a bad team. They're better than they have been over previous seasons. Well, when it comes to a derby, it, it's, it's, I know it, it, it's old school, but it comes to a derby, it's anything goes, isn't it? It's like form goes out the window, league position goes out the window. It'll be a game. You know, the, the atmosphere is going to be amazing. 99% for new away fans. Mm. But no, got, got the faith. And the thing is, by the time we get to that game, if you look at our fixtures... We've got... Well, we start off this Saturday with Cray. Yeah, yeah. which... We should too. win. We should win. Um, surprisingly, yeah. bottom three, because I still thought they would have had, although they had a complete change of management thing, they're normally quite a decent side. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, lost, yeah, when they were up there in the null and void season, they lost half their managing team yeah. when, they, when, yeah. when they went to Lewis. So Lewis Wanderers. It's it's really been detrimental on them. And obviously, they were promoted that the season before that as well. Yeah. So they're getting a bit of a second season bounce, the same sort of Horsham did, yeah. although Horsham have turned the former 
around lately. Yeah. But they, as we said, they've played Horsham have yet been tested, really. They're playing teams in and around them. When they get a big test, will Horsham on New Year's Day be their first big test? I'm not sure their fixtures, because this ain't the Hornets podcast. But I think that'll be a good game. As you say, it's going to be but, interesting. But as, as, as Pete's saying, by the time we get to the Bogner game, so our next three games are Cray, Herringay, Brighton and Sea. Nine and out of nine. This, this is my stat for the evening. So they're three out of the bottom four on the form table. Between the three of them, they don't have a win in their last six games. Yeah, and Harringay and Brightling C, both of them, their last win was on the 25th of September. There you go. There's a stat for you. Well, let's hope, you know, I, I think these are the games that if we're going to be promoted, we need to pick up the win without yeah. a shadow of a doubt because it's always, whatever, it's always been the same with me and Cholton. I'm sure you and Forrest, you and West Ham, Spence. It's always those games that they don't win against teams that you should be beating are the ones that cause you hiccups in the sort of end of the season. So these are the games that we, as, as Stu said, we need to make sure we are firing in those opportunities and we're not, they're not missing them. I think, you know, as you say, Pete, nine out of nine. It's got to be nine out of nine. It has to be. Harringay, Brightling C and Cray. It's got to be nine out of nine. Two very, very long away days in Harringay and Brightling C. Uh, last time I we went to Brightling C, Spencer, that was a, yeah, that was a, that was a very day. long cracking day out. And that's when the we went to the league day. again. And I think we were top of the league by three points for that day. Margate, what do we think, guys? It's um, Margate. Mm. It's always a tough place to go. But the last yeah. time we went there, we went one down, I think. And we ended up winning 3-1. Yep. And they're having a, an iffy season. They're blowing hot and cold. Yeah, they're very up and down. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I'd expect to win there. And obviously, our, our away form is incredible as well. Yeah. Well, we haven't got, after after this Saturday, we haven't got a home game till the 1st of January. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really putting my, my neck on the line here. I, I, that, that game where we're saying, oh, someone's going to get hit for like six or whatever. You think it could be these first three? It's Brighton and see away. There you go. Well, Horsham managed it. I think they scored five, was it? Four or five? That's true, yeah, five, I think. After like that was their first win after their FA Cup run and sort of started off their little run. So, but we, we've all got to be. I mean, we've got seven games this month. We've got Lewis in the Senior Cup as well this month. Yeah, this will be this month. We've got six. We got six at least, possibly seven games this month. All culminating in the trip down the road. I don't even want to mention a name, but it's against Bogner. Um, I'm really, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I, just don't, I don't want to mention a name. It's Bogner. <laughs> but, but as as Pete alluded to earlier, we're professional here. So we had to put past grievances and videos we, and viral we, we, videos behind us, don't we, Pete? Yeah, we were before you lost the clock this evening. <laughs> it's, only, it's only James Crane. Anyway, um, what, what do, do you think, like, hand on heart, we obviously, well, we will obviously say that we've got to surely get revenge against Bogner. It's got to be done. We're going to do him. Yeah. Are you going to put your score on the line? I'm going to go 4 1. That's what I said at home. It never happened. <laughs> 3 3 1. I'm not. I'm not just saying that to be one. I've I've literally got it written down. Right. Do, do you know? Do you know what you've just done as well? You've just mm-hmm. given them more sound quotes. If we do end up losing, to be on the next quote, "Dry your eyes, mate" video. <laughs> so I'm sure they'll be listening to this. And hello to uh, you know a very award-nominated podcast. I mean, you don't know what that is, Bogner, but hey ho. <laughs> uh, well, they don't do they? I didn't see uh, Bogner's podcast nominated at the Football uh, Content Awards. Did you? Not just nominated, mate. Finalists. Finalists. There we go. Finalists. Uh, and very well merited. And next year we're coming for that award ending hopefully a Christmas present that's what we all want that's what we all care about against Bogner I'm, I'm really looking forward to it but you know all the way pretty much this month so we've got to do our usuals what's it going to be five games in the league are we going for 15 points Pete as per usual yes there you go Spencer I, I, I for the first time ever I'm going very very confident full points 
And should we go for oh, a full? Brilliant, because you usually Spence, you go, oh, there's going to be yeah. one of them that we're going to drop yeah. some points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I'm, I'm, pe- I'm a pessimist. Uh, there's no, nothing better than being one of them, mate, but I've got to go for full house as well for once. So the pessimism is in full flow tonight. I do think, I genuinely think that we've got to be beating Cray. We've got to beat Harringay, Breitlingsea, Margate and Bogner. They're, these are winnable games and there's none of them that's... If we've beaten this previous two months where we had some top, top teams and we've taken the amount of points we have, how can you say we're not going to take them against teams that we should be beating? And no disrespect to those teams, well, apart from Bogner. Um, <laughs> it's got to be done. Yeah, well, we're starting to hit the part of the season as well where, as I've said earlier, the games are really coming thick and fast. Mm. And we've we've got the best depth of squad and quality of squad by far in the league. Yeah. And that, that will start telling soon. Yeah, and, and if, we, if, if we can get those 15 points out of 15, then at the end of December, it wouldn't surprise me if we're back to the eight-point gap at the top. We've still got Alex Pastors to come back and that is a massive part of the squad. You know, he's a good player and he adds that little oomph that we've maybe lacked occasionally. But I'm looking forward to it. I hope to God we, uh, we, we come back on the first week of January to record our... December in review and we, we we have that 15 points and that 8 point gap as Pete's alluded to chaps it's, it's been a pleasure as per usual uh, thank you yeah. for all well the... we've got wish everybody a Merry Christmas I was going to say last yeah. One. Yeah. it is we hope you do have a Merry Christmas do we sing we wish you a Merry Christmas or not no okay okay that was a definite 2 versus 1 outnumbered can't, can't do it guys Oh, so you go jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way oh what fun it is to see Worthing win away hey there you go not a bad one um, no from me. Oh, uh, whatever. Just go back to your COVID bubble, Spencer. Take your negativity spin, with you. I'm gonna spin my seat round. There we go. He's, <laughs> a, he's a, for, for all those people that can't see. He's, he's got his back to the screen right now. But thanks for thanks, Joyce. Thanks for all our guests this month: Finn Harrison, uh, Gemma, John, Hinch, Stu, and Nathan. And here to uh, a Merry Christmas and 15 points and a Happy New Year and uh, beat the Bogner, beat the Bogner scum. Don't you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Leave it on that, Pete. Yeah. Just yep. Yeah, there we go. Good night, everyone. <laughs> and there's Gary's impression of a horse. <laughs> well done, Gary. Thank you for your input. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 